Hi everyone, and welcome to the Adventures of OT podcast. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'd like to send a big thank you to everyone who is listening. It means so much to me. Thank you to those who've subscribed and to those sharing on their social media platforms. If you haven't, please do hit the subscribe or follow button. You can also follow us on our social media at The Adventures of OT on Instagram and on Facebook. Lastly, I'd like to thank all of you who share your opinions as well as your views either through DMs or private messaging. I was feeling quite insecure about my academic... um, How can I say this now? Like, I was feeling very insecure about my schoolwork. Now, this week's podcast is very different to the ones you've listened to. Today, we explore a topic which a number of people may be experiencing. We took to the streets and found out what our listeners feel and what they think about this particular topic. So I have questions to pose. Have you ever doubted yourself? Have you ever had the feeling that you are way in over your head? Or maybe you're studying at university or you've received a new position at work and you're feeling out of depth. So today I'm talking imposter syndrome. I went onto our social media page at The Adventures of OT on Instagram and I asked the audience whether or not they understood what imposter syndrome actually entails. And, you know, the response was quite good. Um, however, you know, there was a good um, 56% of people saying that they don't understand what imposter syndrome is. So I felt the need to obviously then come onto this platform and, you know, share what imposter syndrome is. So imposter syndrome is when an individual does not feel good enough about themselves. Um, they are unsure of what they're doing. And this syndrome has been identified to be higher in female leaders um, as they feel as though they aren't deserving of their um, positions. However, recent studies have been con- which have been conducted have found that Males also experience imposter syndrome. However, they don't necessarily speak as much to what they are feeling. So it has been said that, you know, people who are most likely to experience imposter syndrome are, you know, first generation professionals, as well as people with high achieving parents. Um, So one tends to compare themselves to their parents' um, successes. Um, And then also it was noted that society tends to fuel into these feelings of being an imposter, um, especially within minority groups. And this is mainly because, you know, uh, if you're in a minority group, you don't necessarily see people who look like you in in a certain space or you feel as though you may not belong in that certain, you know, position or in that certain space that you find yourself in. And lastly, um, it is found that, you know, students experience imposter syndrome the most.
So imposter syndrome was coined by researchers Pauline Clarence as well as Susan Emmes at Georgia State University in 1978. These researchers identified that individuals who are high achievers tend to have a sense that they can't live up to others' expectations. Thus, these individuals don't see their failures and mistakes as performance feedback but tend to personalize these feelings or failures. So one will tend to believe, you know, that their successes are as a result of luck and they will not associate it with their skills as well as other qualities which they may possess. So for example, um, if one were to pass an exam or get a particular job, um, you know, they'd say that, oh, I got the job only because um, no one else applied for it. Or maybe someone could say, you know, I passed that exam only because it was easy and they won't bring it back to the skills and qualities which they possess as to, you know, I actually was deserving of this position at work or yes, you know, I actually worked hard to get those results in my exam. One tends to, you know, feel feelings of anxiety, um, um, which can lead to, you know, for perfectionism as well as burnout or depression because one is constantly trying to prove themselves within a space where they actually do belong. Um, so one needs to learn coping mechanisms as well as coping skills, you know, as to how to manage these emotions of feeling as though you're an imposter. So I'm just going to list some of the skills um, I would say have worked for me in, in, in instances where I felt, you know, that I was an imposter in certain um, spaces that I found myself in and working in with certain people um, in different divisions that I've um, been exposed to. And, you know, what I've, I usually do is uh, I share my insecurities with a, a trusted friend and, you know, we have this dialogue and we try and understand um, where it's coming from and me speaking to someone who's able to, you know, not just necessarily just tell me what I want to hear, but, you know, we delve into this difficult topic and we, we dig into these emotions of why are you actually feeling that way? I think that really, really is what, you know, has helped me um, in a number of ways when I am having those feelings of, you know, imposter. So another coping skill which I've been using is paying attention to my self-talk and my thoughts. I mean, it is always said that you need to be your own best friend. And I truly believe in that statement because it's one thing to, to, to tell your friend that, you know, oh, you're doing great. Um, I love what you're doing. But why is it that you can't tell yourself that, that, you know, you're good and you, you are deserving of where you are right now? Um, so I definitely, um, definitely take myself um myself talk into consideration and you know i have a good friend um where i always used to say to him oh my goodness you're always so positive how do you do it and you know for him it's not even a chore it comes so naturally um and it's just one of those things where regardless of whatever that you're going through um always look out for the positive and um even to with yourself and where you are in your positioning where you feel as though you may not belong why is it that you're only thinking about you know the bad things or the negative side of things why not look into why is it that i am deserving of this position and even write those things down which actually brings me to my next point of how i cope with you know these feelings of um, feeling like an imposter 
um, I tend to, you know, write a list out. Um, I take my journal out and I'll, uh, I'll write a list of all my strengths. So I take time and I introspect. Um, and I, I challenge you to, you know, take that time off and actually introspect. You can even pause this um, podcast right now um, and go introspect um, and write down what your strengths are and how how you can make use of your strengths. Having that time out to introspect actually is a good process for you to examine your own mental and emotional processing um, where you don't find yourself having to ri- rely on outsiders to make you feel better but you know it starts from the inside it starts with your personal mindset so i found this great um you know quote which just says you know we feel like imposters not because we are flawed but because we fail to imagine how flawed other people may be beneath their polished surfaces so you know this speaks to just you may be comparing yourself to someone that you see on social media or someone who's in your class or someone that you who's a colleague um, or even your sibling really and you know I've even found this in my within myself where I tend to compare myself to someone else and I'm like oh my word you know they have their life um or, uh, together and they know what they're doing in life and I'm just feeling as though I'm not I don't have direction and I don't know what I'm doing Um, And it took a long time for me to, you know, to unlearn as well as equip myself as well as, as, you know, self-introspect as to why I was feeling like that. So it is a journey um, that one needs to take by themselves. So let's find out how Dumelo, a fourth year occupational therapy student, has experienced imposter syndrome. Um, so I was just feeling very demotivated and very insecure about my schoolwork to the point where I was trying to like figure out like why am I even studying OT in the first place if I'm feeling if I constantly have to go through these kind of feelings all the time mm-hmm. um, so it was just a thing of I was kind of like questioning myself like why am I doing this because I have this it feels like it feels like some sort of weight, right? That literally, that's quite unavoidable and it comes all the time. So it's just a thing of, why are you doing this? Like, what do mm-hmm. you, like, are you even competent enough to mm-hmm. to complete this course, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just always a thing of, I probably know less than others. I don't, I'm not confident enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So just like um feeling very insecure feeling very fraudulent and feeling kind of like fake feel like i'm not supposed to be here kind of feeling so yeah do do you experience that i mean outside of academics or is it just you know when you are within the academic space that you're feeling all these you know these emotions of being fraudulent as you said um yeah it's mainly based um around schoolwork yeah and then I used to have that again when, you know, like my mom has this thing of, you can do it. Like, you can. So it's just the thing of like, especially when you're talking about like modeling and all of those things or um, trying out different um, avenues, you know. Um, so, and then my mm-hmm. mom would be like, 
ah, well, go for it. And I'm like, no, dude, like, I can't. Like, I don't feel like I belong there, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not only just, like, in academic work. I actually want us to go there. I want us to go a bit deeper as to why is it that you feel that, you know, you're not good enough to be a, one of the models that we see you know, on the on the billboards, um, why is it that you are afraid of, um, you know, taking those uh, those strides into whatever that you want to do? Okay, I think I think it's really like embedded in insecurity, because mm-hmm. growing up, like I was bullied a lot. Um, also because like I'm such a late bloomer, so I looked like your typical girl towards like the end of high school so you know like the secondary um sexual characteristics so like the body formation the breasts and all of that so all of that came in like later on towards the Mm -hmm. end of high school career so this entire time through primary and high school I was always like um seen as a boy so when did you you know learn of the term imposter syndrome because i know that there are a number of people who don't know what imposter syndrome is um i think i only learned of it probably when i actually got to university and i also started feeling you know all these emotions of not being good enough to be in certain spaces that i was in yeah um so I don't know who I was speaking to because I heard of the term before I even um, Googled it. So usually like when I'm feeling like a certain type of way and I don't know what it is, I'll always go to Google and be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Like, what is this? And then imposter literally like popped up and it was like, oh, okay, let me look into this. And then like when I was reading it, I was like, oh my word, this is exactly how I'm feeling, you know, just like that feeling of, you feel like you know less, you feel like you fake, you feel like um, you're not meant to be where you are, you know, so that's mm-hmm. how I, that's how I learned about it. You do experience these, you know, these emotions of, you know, oh, I'm a fraud, um, you know, you're feeling anxious, you feel, you know, like you're not good enough. Um, how do you manage, you know, and overcome those emotions at the time? Um, so I generally like write about it, like I did on Instagram, but like, I just write about it. Um, sometimes I speak to myself, like outwardly. So like, I literally sit down and have a conversation with myself. Um, I feel like that always works when I actually hear myself speak, because Mm -hmm. when I try like talking to myself, like in my mind, I literally, it's very easy to get distracted and like lose um context of like what you're trying to say so I feel Mm -hmm. like when I just like talk to myself it gets better um and like just yeah sorry what is it that you know you say to yourself when you are having this conversation so it's just a matter of like you know this like Mm -hmm. why are you thinking less of yourself you know it's just like mm. it's just like me asking myself questions like, okay, we've been through this. So like if you look at last year, like what were you doing last year that you're not doing now? You know, like why are you feeling like this more this time around as compared to, you know, like how you were dealing with this feeling like last mm-hmm. year as well. So it's just me like asking myself 
okay, so you're here now. What happened? Clown be like, maybe like today, like, what were you thinking of, you know? So then mm-hmm. I literally like try to like unpack all of that. Like, okay, but like, don't forget that you did this and you did that well. Or mm-hmm. um, you once tried this out and it actually worked out fine for you or it didn't, but then you tried something else, then it worked, you know? So like, it's just that whole um looking back to see like what I did to actually overcome this kind of feeling or what I did that can that could like um boost my self confidence in that time. So yeah. So I feel like it's just like basically just having like very honest but very honest conversations with myself. So yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I know I know the honest conversations that you speak of because those are also some um conversations that I do have with myself and you know I've realized that we tend to you know be so hard on ourselves and you know I've listened to a number of podcasts and I've I've read a lot a number of books where they say you know you need to be your own best friend so if you are going to tell your friend you know you've got this you can do it why can't you tell yourself that that you know you're good enough and you're more capable of you know being in the position that you're in or to to go and be a, a you know a model or to start that new business um so what, you know, words of affirmation do you use um, on maybe on a daily basis or do you even make use of, you know, words of affirmation? Um, so it's not necessarily like on like a daily basis, but it's just, it's like when I get out of bed, you know, and then I'm just like, oh, yeah, Zayden, let me just, let me, let me just do this, you know? So it could be like when I'm making my bed, taking a bath and I'll just be like, okay. I always start with Umutumet, which is like, you are Umutumet. Like, I feel like I I always do that just to like, you know, like kind of like orientate myself and be like, okay, this is who you are. So mm-hmm. then I list all of like my, my characteristics that I like about myself. And I'd be like, you are genuine, you are courageous, you know? And I do all of that like hip talk. Um, hip yes. Talk. So I do that and I'm like, you have done this you know this is how you make people feel or rather like this is how this is what people say about you you know um mm-hmm. don't forget yourself like you are loved you are you are kind so like all of those things i say all of that um and then i'm just like you must be able to do what you do like for your friends or like for your family and be able to do that for yourself because mm-hmm. i always i, I always have like these um random random like times where I just like send like paragraphs to my friends and be like and so like all of those like courageous motivational like I love you guys kind of thing so I'm just like I must be able to do that for myself you know yeah so I have a final question for you and I'd like you to be as honest as possible um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dumelo, do you think that you are good enough? Wow. Okay. Um. Honestly, sometimes I feel like I am good enough. Yes, I feel like I am good enough. When when is it that you feel that you're good enough, and when is it that you feel that you aren't good enough? Because 
aren't you always good enough i would say oh girl these questions um okay so i feel like when when i feel like i'm not good enough is usually when i get like negative feedback right mm-hmm. um from from like my lecturers or rather from like my supervisor and then i'm just like whoa okay that was that kind of cut deep but then mm-hmm. when i feel like i am good enough it's it never like has like it's just like very random i'm just like remind myself but okay no i'm actually good enough you know um so i don't think i i I don't think i always think about my good enoughness it's just only (laughs) when i feel like i'm not good enough and then i have like those moments where i'm like oh but but you are you know yeah or like so would you So would you then say that you measure your worth um, with regards to, you know, what you've done um, and what, like like you said, you know, the feedback that you get from a supervisor or with regards to academics? And if you, you know, you feel like you've failed in a certain, you know, aspect, you feel that, you know, now I'm not good enough because you're measuring yourself against that. Yeah, I feel like my worries of not being good enough are only always just like in academia in time. But I hardly ever think about my worth. It's only when I affirm myself. That's literally the only time. But mm-hmm. yeah. So we speak to Sinaye Komali, who is a fourth year dietetic student studying at the University of the Western Cape. First time I heard about imposter syndrome was when I was listening to a TED talk. Um, it was with a lady who's a psychologist named Esther Perel. So I listened to a lot of her podcasts. When I so she was describing basically she was having a, a session with a client and she wanted to just kind of like cover what she does um, when she has a session with the client. And this client was then diagnosed with imposter syndrome. And so because I kind of identified with, with what the the client was going through, I then went on to find out for myself what it is, what am I going through? Mm-hmm. But what is it that you were going through that made you feel as though, you know, you can label it as imposter syndrome? So it was just... um a lot of depression that was related to me being in a certain leadership position and not being able to not feeling like I qualify or am am, am I doing it's the quest the it's the the constant questioning of Wuti am I am I right am I am I right for where I am or even not even as you know I think generally we all go through am I right for where I am but it was more of the depression that goes with it hand in hand with it of Wuti not feeling like feeling like I I am not you know they call it like um it's like you feel like you're a fraud it's almost like you're like yeah yeah, it's like you feel like am I am I really this am I really right for this am I I feel like I'm acting in the capacity of someone who I know that I really am not I don't know Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know like I feel like I'm being someone who 
in actual fact, I know myself, it's not possible for Snyder to actually have achieved this much. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah, I understand. So in a sense, you feel like you're you're not worthy of the positions that you hold or whatever yes. engagements that you have. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I think it's the constant, um, the constant anxiety that then leads to almost a, a depressive state of guilty. No man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not right for this. For this, you know, I don't belong here. Mm. And how would you say that this has hindered you from, you know, maybe accepting opportunities or maybe even then excelling in a certain leadership position that you hold? Um, for me, I think. It it hinders you in that you it's a question of am I able to and I think it then prevents me from being able to fully work in whatever position I am in, you know. And it has led me to turn down like leadership positions to say, you know what, I'm not gonna do this because actually I don't think I am the right person for this. And it's amazing because then it's totally contradictory to people seeing potential in you you know and in saying by now okay she's actually the right person for the job but it's you you're the person who doesn't see um you can't see what exactly it is that um people see in you you know so it has led to me turning down um positions and saying you know what i can't i won't be able to do this i won't be able to do this for you at this point in time I think for me it was a lot to do with the fact that okay I'm a perfectionist and so because nothing ever is really perfect I mean there's nothing that's totally completely perfect that you can give or anybody can give as a person everybody does the best that they can right and there will always be criticism around it and so because everything for me needs to be perfect it then leads to that I don't think I can get it to where I see it being. Mm-hmm. And then I think also it it kind of, we kind of blind ourselves to perhaps I'm the person who, I'm the only person who sees that to that capacity and to that extent. I am the right person, but, and other people see that, but it's me who doubts that, can I really do that? You know, so you carry the vision of Mana. Okay, you know what? This can get to the 16th. I see this going this high. But, and that's where, that's where in my mind, that's where it is perfect. But then, um, because I don't feel like I can do that, I can take it there, then it becomes a, a lack. Whereas other people would see you and think, wow, you actually are thinking so big in terms of this and therefore you are worthy of this and mm. you know that's how people view you but it's like you doubt the fact that can i even carry it to that extent how do you manage your imposter syndrome you know when you are having those emotions of you know you, f- you have that anxiety and you feel as though that you are a fraud and you're not worthy of where you are at the moment um I think for me, firstly, it has to do with a lot of people who are around me. So the company that you keep really can make or break you in terms of when you are at your weakest and most vulnerable place, right? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you need people who are going to be able to see you for you and um, 
encourage you when you need encouragement, but also be able to correct you when you need correction and guide you also. So mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of people who guide me along my way. Bana, okay, you are doing great in this. Perhaps you can excel in this. And actually, this one needs a lot of your work. And when you have people who, for example, have walked the path before you or have done things that are similar in the line that you're walking in, you know, people who have done things that that you're trying to do or people who have done things similar to what you're trying to do, they can kind of guide and they can give assistance. But also, I think more than anything, it's the ability to just console yourself with the fact that nothing is ever perfect. And there is no such thing as... um, there is no such thing as perfect, just right. Nobody will have anything to do with it. And I think it's it's having to balance the criticism from other people who are perhaps and having to balance um, the, the, the criticism from people who are inside your life and looking at and moving this journey with you and also having to now decide for yourself, Mana, what is it that I'm going to do? Because every side of the criticism comes, you know, everybody criticizes and everybody has something to say, but it's all up to you in terms of what are you going to do to what is it that you want and what is it how are you going to then move forward from where i am now to get to what i want and using both criticisms not taking them personally but using them as a as a means of getting to where you need to go so i think firstly the people you keep around you but also just um being able to realize secondly that nothing is ever going to be perfect and so you need to give it to the best shot that you, you have but then um, and be able to fix it as it goes along the journey, you know, be a, be be able to um, fix things as you move along and not just and not um, close yourself off to once you've submitted it, it's done. You know, you can always go back to fix your mistakes. Some mistakes you can't always go back to fix, but at least you cannot make the same mistake again in the next um, the next time you have something similar. I mean, last times um, when we are not in the right place emotionally, it can influence um, the decisions we make in other spheres of our life. When we're not in the right place mentally, it influences our ability to even perform in certain capacities in our lives. And then also physically, when your body is not able to take all the pressure that comes with things that you need to do, then it affects us to a certain extent. So that's what I try to do, just balance my life and um realize i'm not perfect more than anything else even in mm-hmm. trying to set goals for myself it's to be very realistic and to realize that i'm not perfect and correct as i go along yeah certainly and then how would you say um you know imposter syndrome may influence your profession okay so i think your it can influence you in a very big way because if you don't think you have the ability to perform well as a dietitian, for example, then the, when you talk to patients, I think when you, um, when you show a sense of doubt already, it, it, there's a level of confidence that they then lose in you. But also imagine me not having, not being confident in what I'm doing 
because imposter syndrome can make you very doubtful of what you're doing. It's a certain continuous question of, am I doing the right thing? Is this even right? That then it influences the decisions that you make. And so imagine me giving like an NGT tube to a patient, but um, prescribing the wrong kind of feed for them, you know, because I feel doubtful, because I feel like I, I'm not doing the right thing. So you don't, you, you it's com- it's a complete, in you completely don't take into account that I'm, I know this. I mean, I studied for four years and I'm, I am, I'm fully, I'm fully capable of doing this and making this decision. But sometimes it's so easy to make the wrong decision because you are doubtful of who you are and your own capa- and your capabilities. Mm. So what words of, you know, affirmation do you use uh, maybe every morning or when you are feeling, um, you know, or you are within those emotions? Um, so when I am feeling anxious or depressed, I don't, I don't necessarily have words of affirmation that I repeat, but I, I choose to pray, you know? So I always say that you can either pray, meditate, or do whatever that brings you to yourself, that calms you down to, to really understand that, you know what, I'm not able to do this. And once you realize that you are enough, so that is constantly what I tell myself that I am enough for whatever situation I'm going into. I always, I believe that we are all enough to face whatever we need to face. And everything that you need is already inside of you. It's just a situation of you being able to juggle or manage or do whatever you need to do the right way in order to, um, to, to 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 go through the situation you're going through out of what i've learned firstly because i've watched so many people who are creatives right and oh also firstly i was listening to a ted talk a few months back about a lady named caroline I forgot her surname and she's from she's from ireland right and she was saying that the best thing about ourselves is that we are ourselves you know okay so you know that quote that says that no one is you and that is your power you are you and that is your power right so i think for me that more than anything that has come out in so many people who are creatives who i see around me look at a friend of mine for example who is also a creative he has his own um he has his own way of doing things he when you look at his work you can almost instantly tell that hey ngutepo who's doing that you know and mm-hmm. because he's doing that you realize bana it it's it's his own signature and it's because he's different that's what makes us all unique and so the question of am i enough it's it's always yes because you're always going to be enough for what is meant for you there's nothing that is not meant for you that you will, anything that is meant for you, you will always have everything you need for it. So always remember that we know ourselves from the inside and we know others from the outside, which includes all they do as well as what they choose to tell us. Um, so, you know, 
never think that you are alone in these emotions because you never know that maybe even your friend uh, may be experiencing these emotions of not feeling adequate enough to be in certain positions or to be wherever they are currently. Thank you.